Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Large. Yep, yep, having a great time, living it up, now recovering. <laughs> was it any good? Oh, it was fantastic. That's it? Fantastic? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm one of the greatest heavy metal bands of all time rolls through town. I told Jason this a minute ago. You got to go. So, and PNC Park is actually a great concert venue. I've been to a few there now. and There's not a bad seat in the place. Especially with that view. That's incredible. All yep. right. So let's get to the Steelers. Kenny Pickett's won the job now, obviously. That's, that's pretty much it, right? <laughs> yeah, wrap it all up. It's all done. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, you know, the numbers don't really lie, right? 13 of 15. I didn't really have to push the ball downfield at all. Um, or, you know, maybe he wasn't asked to. Maybe his receivers downfield weren't open. I've heard that criticism. And I've heard that used to say to explain why the numbers look so good. But I think, you know, if you just watched it with your eyeballs and didn't know anything about the numbers, I think you saw enough from Pickett, especially the poise, um, to at the very least, you know, jump him ahead of Mason Rudolph on the depth chart. I've been one of the bigger Mason Rudolph fans around here, but – you know, Rudolph actually showed me a little bit more boom or bust mentality in that he was taking chances, trying to put the ball in tight windows where it shouldn't have been put. Probably, by all means, could have had a second touchdown pass, but also could have had an interception or two. So um, that would be enough for me to start running picket with the twos a little bit more and probably give him some reps with the twos in that next preseason game against Jacksonville on Saturday. Mitchell Trubisky, your thoughts? I'm sorry, Steve, you cut out for just a moment. Mitchell Trubisky. Yes, your thoughts on him and what he did. Uh, you know, efficient. Um, didn't make any big mistakes. Uh, I think that's what they're going to ask Trubisky to do as the starter. I think as long as he plays like that, he'll probably hold on to the job because I don't think they're going to look to jump Kenny Pickett into the starter's role. I've told you this before. Anytime soon, it will have to be, you know, take Trubisky would have to fall on his face, I think, or pick it to, to take over at some point. And if Trubisky plays like he did on Saturday throughout the season, that'll be enough, I think, for them to stick by him. As long as he manages things and takes it easy and doesn't try to put the game on his shoulders, he'll be just fine. Yeah. Overall, what did you think of it? Was there anything out of this that, that was even a mild surprise to you? How did you view it? No, I mean, it was... I'll be honest, everything, I don't want to say went as expected. I, I was somewhat disappointed that it felt like you, you had to check the the participation sheet after the game to see if Devin Bush sure. actually played. Right. Zero tackles. Um, and, you know, ha- half the starting defense was out. You know, they're, they're not playing the T.J. Watts, Cam Haywards, Minka Fitzpatricks of the world, uh, probably at all during the preseason. And so um, – that it's, I think it's hard to get a good read on where the defense is at. I mean, Mike Tomlin has said he expects them to be dominant. I think with as much money as they've spent on the defense, as many first-round picks as they have starting on that defense, they should be top five in the league. So um, I don't know when we'll actually get to see that start to pay off, though. It might not be until week one. Any idea on how uh, Mike Tomlin wants to approach game two yet, or is that part of the guessing game? No, I imagine he won't tell us until later in the week during the preseason. He'll usually 
do the do the uh, weekly press conference a uh, little later towards game day, probably Thursday. Give us an idea of how he's going to uh, dole out quarterback reps. And um, I, I did think that I, you know, I'll backtrack for just a second. The one thing that did jump out to me just a little bit, Steve, was I I've been worried about who they have to spell Najee Harris when they do have to spell him as a second running back. And Benny Snell didn't play due to injury, but Anthony McFarland Jr. I thought acquitted himself really well, both in the run game and in the return game as well. And uh, Jalen Warren, the kid out of Oklahoma State, the rookie out of Oklahoma State, I thought looked pretty good too. Yeah. Uh, okay. So they're at this. George Pickens has been the buzz of camp. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's safe to say. Uh, and the people you have talked with uh, along the way, what have they told you about him and what he could mean to what they want to do offensively? I mean, I, I think he's he, he could be their number one wide receiver by the end of the season. I mean, you you see that I I think what you saw Saturday night was proof that what he's done in practice throughout training camp, he can do in games as well. That catch on the throw from Rudolph was Mm -hmm. perfect. I mean, you you don't expect, at least I don't, to see many rookies have that kind of awareness and body control and to be able to get both feet down like that. Um, So I, I think by the end of the year, you know, we're, at least my money is on this being an offensive rookie of the year candidate. I mean, it's very early to say that. Um, I'm still curious to see, and a lot of people are asking themselves, you know, can he handle big hits? You know, um, that'll be something to see. Some of the catches he's made during training camp have looked great, but they've been what I've heard called double catches, where, you know, if somebody were actually making contact with him at that point in time, it, he might not secure the ball. So. Yeah. Um, I think it's a very good start Saturday night was for George Pickens, and it builds nicely off of camp. If he continues to build off of that, then I think we're in for something special from him this year. And I think, really, you look at the Steelers' offensive skill position players, and all of a sudden, it's not a bad set they have surrounding whoever the quarterback may be. Najee, Pat Fryermuth, obviously, who also didn't play Saturday. And then, you know, they keep Deontay Johnson around for at least a couple more years, which was surprising to me, but they got a great deal. Um, Chase Claypool, I'll be curious to see how they use him. Hopefully not so much what he was doing with Roethlisberger, just running fly routes all day and you know mm-hmm. trying to draw interference penalties, but actually working over the middle of the field. And then you mix George Pickens in, and it's, I mean, that's, that's a pretty strong set of skill position players. Yeah, I mean, no, no question about that. Um, when on, the, on the morning show today, what was the talk? I, I can guess what it was, but what was the talk? Well, I'll, full disclosure, I took today off. Oh, because of Metallica. From, from there Metallica. we go. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but, no, I, I still um, still obviously was in tune with what people were talking about this morning. And it's, you know, a lot of it was the quarterback talk. And, you know, the idea that what you saw from Pickett uh, and what you saw from Rudolph was enough to, you know, give Pickett more run with the second team and then see where that goes from there. Again, I don't think Kenny Pickett's going to win the number one quarterback job uh, unless, you know, Trubisky just absolutely falls apart. Trubisky's going to be the starter. Um, but if Pickett can do enough, and again, I think he already has. I don't know if the Steelers' minds he has, but if he can do what he did on Saturday night a couple more times in the preseason, he'll be a solid second-string quarterback that you can trust to go in there. And, it, it, again, 
the poise that he showed. You know, he took a couple sacks, but I'd rather a young rookie quarterback take those sacks than chuck the ball up in the middle of the field and on a wing and a prayer and end up giving it away. So um, I, I think already, you know, he's he's shown enough to be the number two for me and at the very least uh, start to get some reps with that second team. And that'll continue to be what everybody's focusing on Saturday night down in Jacksonville. Chris, if the pattern does continue as you de- as you described it, what then becomes of Mason Rudolph? Trade bait, I would think. I mean, quarterbacks are going to get hurt, whether they're starters or backups. Um, and the trade deadline is not until November 1st. So um, they don't have to race or rush to get something done before week one. Um, but, you know, I mean, who knows? Uh, maybe Zach Wilson's arthroscopic surgery doesn't go so well today, and the Jets find out he's out more like eight weeks instead of four weeks. Right. And then all of a sudden they've got to scramble to find a backup uh, to, to join their squad. I think Dallas is an interesting scenario because what do they really have behind Dak Prescott? Um, and, you know, Mason Rudolph known down around those parts from his big 12 days. I think there's a couple spots that make sense immediately. Um, Atlanta has got a pretty weak crop of quarterbacks uh, highlighted by Marcus Mariota. Maybe they're not happy with what they see and they decide that it's not going to be a tank job this year. And, they want to have somebody maybe to help bring in a rookie quarterback or bring up a rookie quarterback next year, and Mariota's not their guy. There are spots out there. I think it's going to take some time for it to flesh out to where the Steelers would actually get anything significant. I don't think you're getting more than maybe, say, a fourth-round pick for Rudolph, but if you can flip that and get yourself a fourth-round pick, then by all means, go ahead and do it. How do you feel about the play of the offensive line? Um, I don't think it was – well can't be worse than last year um but i also think it wasn't necessarily that much better because we still saw the quarterback scrambling a lot now granted these are quarterbacks that like to move and make things happen with their legs but i think in a lot of cases they were forced to um and the steelers were lucky that trubisky and pickett can move um so we'll see It, it it didn't look quite as bad to me as last year but it did it did still give me some concerns yeah uh do i dare ask you anything about the pirates (laughs) you can if you'd like i guess (laughs) they got the second they got the second worst record in the national league so they're back yeah they're back under 400 again but over the last 10 games they have the same record as the yankees well, I guess that's damning with faint praise, I suppose. I don't know. Um, no, they're both 2-8. and eight. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it's just, it, it's to be honest, Steve, you know how it is in, in Pittsburgh. Uh, once training camp starts, more often than not, baseball season's over. I mean, and, I mean, the Red Sox will be there the next three days, tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. Does that draw? I mean, the, yes, Yan- the yes, Yankees, that'll, that'll, the Yankees that'll drew. draw. The Yankees draw. You know, when the Mets and the Phillies were in town, especially the Phillies, that drew. Um, you'll still get Cubs and Cardinals fans who maybe haven't been here yet who make the trip again for the ballpark. Um, I'll be curious to see the shape of that ballpark, to be quite honest, because 
the outfield grass has been covered for the last four days and had three concerts held on it. So, you know, much like people are complaining about Soldier Field and Allegiant Stadium, it might be interesting to see what PNC Park looks like. Yeah, Soldier Field, the NFLPA complained about that, and that was after, what, a couple of Elton John concerts that they had, Mm -hmm. and that field was a wreck. I mean, I've always told people when they talk about Beaver Stadium, I said, you've got to time it in a way here at Beaver Stadium. The reason is, is simple. Concerts wreck fields. Yeah, I mean, they don't intentionally. It's just, but to do it, to set it up, they wreck fields. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be, yeah, I'll I'll be curious to see what PNC looks like. Um, They've got a great grounds crew, but if you hold three concerts, three big concerts on a field in four days, it's they could be in for some trouble. Get back to work tomorrow. All right, if you insist. Yes, (laughs) Chris. (laughs) Thanks so much. Appreciate it. All right, thanks, Steve. Talk to you soon, Chris Mack.